Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. As we talk about on the show often, there are a lot of different ways to market yourself. You can have just great organic marketing like we try to do for our clients. You can buy practices, merge with other practices, right? You can do that too. Or you can really offer something that is fundamentally unique in the marketplace, which separates you from the advisor down the street. So we've got Betsy today. Now, I met Betsy a little while ago. She was actually a a friend of a friend referral. And uh, we had our pre-call. And after she explained the tool that we're going to dive into today, I thought it would be magnificent to bring this tool to all of you. We are always looking for ways to bring value to you, our audience, to separate you from the advisor down the street. And what Betsy offers here is a very interesting service that I think a lot of you, uh, it's going to resonate very strongly. So, so Betsy, thanks for being on the show and welcome. Matt, it's really a delight to be here. And I'm very anxious to talk about digital assets. Now- so, so the, let's, let's, what do you mean? So, so let's actually, let's lay a little bit more of a foundation. So the, the okay. foundation that I want to lay here is, is why did you create what you've created here? And then we'll talk a lot more about what you've created and, and, and how the, the system works, but give me a little bit of backstory if you don't mind. Okay, Matt, I can do that. Everyone has a story and mine is very interesting. Five years ago, I got a message wish Carol a happy birthday. It came from Facebook, but Carol had died. I was upset. I called Facebook, spoke to eight people and they took down her site and her page. But then I realized her email worked, her phone worked. And on LinkedIn, she still had a profile saying she worked for a major financial company. This was wrong. I wanted to know who was in charge of removing digital assets, records, after a person passes away? And the answer was the fiduciary. But the fiduciary didn't know how to do that. They knew about financial records. They knew about insurance. They knew about real estate. They might even know about an art collection, but they certainly didn't know what digital assets were And they didn't know that they were responsible for managing them for the family. So I created a company to do exactly what was needed, which was to locate the digital assets, curate them, figure out were they important or not, work with the fiduciary, and then go out to companies and say, the records you have on file belong to a person who has passed. We are requesting that you take them down or lock the account. So that's how I got started with Legacy Concierge. My objective and everybody in the team was to protect the wealth of 
an individual. And wealth was both money and memories, not just well, how big your bank balances. Right. I, I mean, we live in such a digital world today. And Betsy, this is why I really wanted you on the show. I don't think people understand the volume of content that's out there and how some of that content actually has value to the people who remain. So uh, let, let's dive into this a little bit more deeply. Um, I, I think I'd like to start, if you don't mind, before we actually get into what the assets are, uh, because I know that you know all of that stuff. I want to talk a little bit about right at the top of the show. How do you work with fiduciaries? How do you work with advisors um, to help them bring this to their clients? And then let's talk about what you bring to the client specifically. Okay, great. We work with the fiduciary in two different ways. The first way is encouraging them to speak to their clients about their digital assets. We know that people are disorganized. Their records are all over the place. They may know, again, where their financial accounts are and insurance, but they don't really know how they are going to get the photos off their camera, their cell phone, and whether those photos are important to them. So the first person that we try to work with and do work with is the fiduciary, the professional, uh, the certified financial planner, the attorney. We ask them to educate their client about digital assets. We provide material and descriptions about what digital assets are. The financial advisor and the trust and estate attorney who include uh, responsibilities in the wills and the trusts for the fiduciary to handle a digital asset in the same way they handle a tangible asset. So we educate the professional so that they can offer more services and a value add to their clients. When they do that, they are able to capture the attention of the next generation. Mm. And that is a very big problem. Yeah. The next generation doesn't want to meet with people. They just want to go online and get things done. We provide a mechanism for that professional to talk to the next generation. Say, mom and dad are going to pass. Do you know where their stuff is? Because their stuff is all electronic. So for the professional, we're giving them a tool to differentiate, value add, and capture the next generation. Hey there, Eric from Proudmouth here. Have you ever thought about doing what Betsy and Matt are doing right now, which is podcasting? Of course, it's the best way to get your message into the marketplace, and you don't need to be a great public speaker or a massive techie to do it. All you need is our free course called Podcasting 101, How to Start Your Own Podcast. To take this course, become a free member of Podrocket Academy at proudmouth.com forward slash episode 364. And like Matt always says, we'll see you on the other side of the mic real soon. Hold on. I'm going to pause you there because advisors love tools, right? I mean, you know that, Betsy, right? They just love having, uh, let, let's talk about the tools themselves. Like what 
what are you able to deliver to the advisor? So I know that you provide education, you give them talking points and all of that stuff, which again, uh, I don't want people to think that I'm just glossing over that, but uh, that's kind of the table stakes component, but you have more than that. Let's talk about the more than that. What sort of checklist, worksheet, software, those components so that we can have this be as easy as possible and sometimes either before an uncomfortable time or right after an uncomfortable time. Okay, Matt, that's really to the heart of the issue. We provide a legacy vault through an online application that is actually on your desktop or your laptop, not on your phone. That legacy vault allows the user to add data and documents about an individual. And it allows the individual to say, if I'm not here, I am delegating this person who can look at my data and documents. The data is not or never includes passwords. It may never include full account numbers, but it is a roadmap. And we initially provide this to the attorney or the financial planner to give to their client or for the financial planner to start adding data, share it with their client, and then the client can add other information. I'll give you a real good example. Okay. Many high net worth individuals have collections. They have collections of watches. They have collections of jewelry. They have collections of art. They have a spreadsheet. On that spreadsheet, it might say, who gets what? Now, the attorney doesn't want to create this. The individual is smart enough. That's a document that provides a roadmap for the family because it's highly unlikely and, quite frankly, um, not advisable to have legal documents go down into the weeds and say, this ring is this big, it's worth this much, and it goes to this person. Mm -hmm. That's not what the attorney wants to do, but the individual does. And the individual's children will want to know who gets what. There are too many times after there's been a death, the three children get together. One of them's the fiduciary, maybe all three. And one of them says, mom always wanted me to have that photograph. Well, if mom always wanted you to have it, why didn't she write it down? Yeah. So when you asked before, how do we do stuff? The first thing we always do is to discover what is out there and we populate a legacy vault. Again, no social security numbers, no passwords. Emails, yeah. We want to be able to get in touch with people and we want the family and the friends and the professionals to know how to get in touch with the tax attorney as an example. So storing and organizing information in a way that is user-friendly and has a purpose. It's not to impersonate a person. Sure. That's one thing we do. Do you want to know the others? Well, I, I do, but I have to pause you because you said something. I wasn't prepared for you saying this. 
that it doesn't include passwords. That seems very interesting to me. Why wouldn't your vault have those passwords so that you could turn things off or whatever? I know that there's thinking behind this. So Betsy, share that with me, please. Absolutely. First of all, in share, writing down passwords or using a password manager, those password managers are faulty in three different ways. Number one, they're never complete. Number two, they are often not correct. And number three, they're not current. Why not current? If a person has an account with the Social Security Administration, Social Security says, you have to change your password once a year. Same with major banks. So passwords in general are not complete, correct, or current. But if the intent is that after the person passes away, their relative or the fiduciary will impersonate them, that is against state law and federal law. Nice. Now, this is like driving 75 miles an hour on a 55 mile an hour road. Nobody catches you. You don't get into an accident. What's the big deal? However, with impersonation, there is a big deal in five different areas. Mm. Number one, you're violating the law. Okay, we got that one. Secondly, if with Google, as an example, a person impersonates a dead person and then goes back to Google and says, the records you have on file belong to a person who has passed away. Well, when did they pass away? January 5th. Well, that's interesting. We have activity on the account on February 3rd. Quite frankly, we don't want to help you. Have a nice day. So that is a big problem. Third problem, when people have passwords, the fiduciaries, the children say, you know what, there's a credit card that is due. Mom died. We got to pay it before there are late fees and interest. Well, two problems. The person who pays it now is obligated not only to that creditor, but to all the creditors in the estate. Oh. And that, oh, I all I wanted to do was to prevent late fees and interest. Organizations are not allowed to charge late fees and interest after a person passes away. So what, I mean, these are major problems. Forget yeah. about stealing, okay? You know, there's the fourth issue that the person who you think was doing a good job by impersonating mom, signed on to the PayPal account, changed the destination for the balance, and took the $42,000 for themselves. Why? There's no statements from PayPal. There's no records. And if you intend for someone to impersonate you on your PayPal account, you are creating a situation where people will do something illegal and maybe that $40,000 was not to go to the person who extracted it. Yeah. So you can see there are lots of legal and ethical reasons not to have passwords. Now, I spoke to an attorney who said, look, I'm all set. 
I have a 45-year-old son. He knows all my accounts, all my user IDs, and all my passwords. And when I pass, he'll just take over. So I said to that attorney, in other words, you're asking your son to impersonate you and do something illegal. There was a pause and the attorney hung up. So, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh so, no. Yeah. So password managers are good when a person is living. Okay. That's what they're good for. Okay. But to put them into a legacy vault encourages impersonation and encourages illegal uh, distribution of assets. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, so now let's, let's get, okay. So, so thank you for digressing with the password thing. Okay. Let's get back to the other core stuff that you guys do. Yes. The other core stuff is called Locket. We do locket discovery upon death. We are hired by the fiduciary, the family, or the attorney to scrape the web and create a legacy vault or update a legacy vault. Now, we're working on a case right now. We are in uh, April uh, 2022. The person died in January 2020. This case has been going on for two years. But nobody ever went out to say, what's out there? Now, the first thing we do is legacy and lockup uh, discovery. But the meat of what we do, which is unique, is we use the contents of the legacy vault to go out to organizations, over 200 organizations on average, let them know the records you have on file belong to a deceased person. This is what we want to have happen. Transfer the assets, download all the photos from Facebook, deliver them to the fiduciary, lock the account, close the account, take the name of the person off your membership list so that you stop sending letters to the family's home asking for donations. In one case, we sent out 19 electronic notifications, 18 organizations, the college alumni, the concert, the symphony, the museum, the country club, all said, we're sorry for your loss, took the name off their roster. The only one that didn't was AARP. Why? And that now required follow-up uh, because they keep their records as of date of birth. And even though we had supplied the death certificate and an obituary that had the date of birth, nobody on their end ever read it. And we didn't know it was a field of information that we had to pull out and give to someone. Now we know AARP is, will in fact take the name of the person off their account. So this locket service is made available at three different levels, 2,500 a year for an estate, 4,500, 9,500. And it's based on an account basis, but those are ranges for people sure. to keep in mind. Locket okay. discovery, locket service. 
Okay. Now, I'm going to have you switch gears here a little bit because I, because I know how well you've thought all of this through. And to be really honest, I want people to call you, Betsy. So I don't want to give away absolutely everything, but I'd like you for, for you to switch gears. And if you were that an advisor specifically, because that's who listens to this show, how would you position this? How would you bring this to their existing clients? Let's, let's have you put that marketing hat on that I know you're very, very capable of. Thank you. Uh, I would, um, as an advisor, I would go through all of the different accounts that we are managing for a client, the financial, the uh, real estate investments, the REITs, the insurance. And I would say, we also in this meeting need to talk about your digital assets. And here we go. Do you have any intellectual property or anything you're getting royalties on? I noticed in your tax return from last year, you are getting royalties. Oh yeah, all right. Who knows about them? That's a digital asset. Another question is what country clubs do you belong to? Is it a single membership? Is it a family membership? Yes, it's sort of vague. What about the tickets behind home base for the Chicago Cubs. Who's going to get those? Well, okay. So it's all of those intangibles. Now, as a financial advisor, you are helping your clients build their wealth. What you don't want to have happen is after they pass away that they lose the wealth. Right. And one out of eight deaths results in identity or other theft and loss oh. one out of eight amazing secondly now here is a financial advisor you could do something while they're alive we do it after they've passed you can look in the state records and the federal records for a sheeted money a sheeted money means that an organization has issued a check that has never been cashed. If it hasn't been cashed in three years, the company has to make that money available in a separate account. They can earn interest on the money, but they can't have the money. That's a sheeted money. Everything is uh, out there for you if you want to to look up and say, is there any missing money? If there's a check for a dollar and six cents, forget it. If there's a check for $145,000, yeah. that's something that you want to deal with. If there's a check for royalties on an oil and gas investment that you didn't tell your client about, but it's money coming in, there's a way for the advisor to use digital assets as a way to number one, learn more about right. the client. And if they are asked, well, what's a digital asset? I don't do that cryptocurrency stuff. No. Digital assets are much bigger than that. By law, it's an electronic record 
that points to something of value, or it is an electronic record that in of itself has value. The second category are the photos, the videos, sure. the emails. The and really, that's that, that's that's kind of where my brain went immediately when you and I originally met. Was oh, there's you know there there are these digital assets through Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You know maybe things I have on my computer. And you're you're you have now opened up everybody's mind and eyes to that. It's so much more now. I'm just spitballing here, so so bear with this uh, kind of short little tangent that I'm going on. If you're a financial services professional and and you understand how important this is, because by the way, this is this is um, you have to do this. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I don't normally say that on this show, but this is going to be something that if you're not doing it, you're going to have to do it by law. Um, or this is going to be codified uh, more and more as we continue to live our lives so virtually and so digitally. Um, but bringing Betsy and having her speak virtually to your clients, right? Having her as a guest on your podcast, utilizing the material that comes from from this this whole system, right? Not just the whole locket thing, but this idea of of all of the stuff that comes with the legacy concierge stuff. Use that in your marketing. People know, so my mother's almost 80, uh, and, and she's talking about this stuff all the time, right? She's talking about protections and, and making sure she doesn't get hacked and all of these sorts of, this is, your clients are thinking about what Betsy's talking about, everybody. And if you're the one who brings it to them, that's perfect because you have a relationship. But I just want all of you to know, if you don't bring it to them, somebody else is going to, and you just lost this magnificent opportunity. And as Betsy said, right at the top of the show, to build a relationship with the next generation and the generation after that, because you are not just there. Oh, that's their, my parents' financial advisor. I don't want to do business with them. You are now providing such a great value to that family that I think that truly changes everything. Okay, Betsy, I just, I, here's the deal. What should people do? They want to talk to you. They want to know more about this. Where should they reach out? Where should they go? And, and just break that down for us, will you? Okay. Um, we have a website, legacy-concierge. Of course, at the beginning, it's www.legacy-concierge.com. You can also find us by doing a search for Legacy Concierge or a search on my name, Betsy Ehrenberg. Once you get to our website, there's a lot of educational material. On every page, we have contact us, schedule a demo, Good. listen to the video of how you do this. How do you get organized? This video is three and a half minutes. If you like what you hear, it, and I hope you do, right online, you can click and say, I'm ready for a locket discovery, which is the 750. I'm ready to build a legacy vault, which is $75. If you build up and you could pay for it right away mm -hmm. and then use the video to figure out what goes where, probably 45 minutes of your life, not a big deal. And you can have that right away. As an advisor, what I would do is I would buy 
a $75 vault for every one of my clients and their children. I would populate just the basics, name, name, name of the person, who else can look at it, maybe a copy of the will, trust document. I would fill in the information about me as the advisor. When you need your financial advisor, remember to call me. And I would share that vault with my client. Now the client can push a button, you can push a button and print out the contents. Mm. Say, I had no idea I had all this stuff. So you as the advisor can buy a vault for your clients. You can buy a vault and charge your clients. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do, I believe that financial advisors are allowed to give Christmas gifts as long as the value is under $150. Yep. This is a perfect Christmas gift. Why wait for Christmas? Make it a July 4th gift and call it Christmas in the summer. Differentiate yourself. Yeah. And uh, once we get the order, our system takes over. Uh, request certain information. If it's the death, we need an electronic copy of the death certificate. Mm -hmm. So legacy dot legacy hyphen concierge dot com. And again, my name is Betsy Ehrenberg. I have a number of papers that you might want to have, and you may white label them uh, oh, coming nice. from your company about 50 steps to take after a person passes away. Mm. I'll be happy to send that to anybody. I'm not going to tell you today, but step 50 in that list of 50 is the best advice ever. 50 steps on how to protect your client's digital assets. What an amazing gift. And, and you are all finding different ways to offer something of great value uh, to your clients. And under the 150 rule, we're totally good here. This is a great opportunity for you to truly add great products, services, and value to not just the life of your client, to help them stay organized and stay safe, but also to build that next generation. Betsy Ehrenberg, thank you very much for your brain today, and thanks for what you've built. Thank you, Matt. It's my pleasure. Bye now. All right, everybody. Here's the thing. Links in the show notes. Please, please make sure that you get those. Uh, that that the, the the 50 things, every one of you should want that. Uh, make sure that you go ahead and reach out to Betsy. Go on the website. Check this stuff out because it is absolutely valuable. I'm going to say this as a very prophetic statement, but in five years from now, this is going to be something you have to do. And you can get in front of this by being the first in your area to offer this amazing service to your clients. Guys, this is how you differentiate yourself. This is how you position yourself differently in your client's eyes, in your centers of influence's eyes. Look, guys, this is great for your relationships with CPAs, estate planning attorneys, next generation people, real estate agents. I mean, there's all sorts of magnificent things that you can do by utilizing this tool. Our goal here at Proudmouth is to consistently find ways for you to stop being the best kept secret in your area. And one of the best ways to do that is offer great products and services.
All right. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do by clicking the subscribe. Now, if you have not given us a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this, just please give us a quick rating. We'd really appreciate it for Betsy and all of us here at Problem We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.